Women Making Waves. You just messaged me a little while ago. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And you said, give me a couple of minutes because my laptop is playing silly buggies. Yes, I did. (laughs) Is that that a phrase that... (laughs) That you've used for a long time. Because you do know that's not right. No, I do know that's not right. I'll tell you why that came up as buggies instead of something else. It's because of my predicted text on on my phone. And you know what? I just swear. Yes. It refuses to swear. Oh, that's fine. Because I thought (laughs) maybe it was a pram thing (laughs) and maybe forever you'd been calling it silly buggies. I know. I am prone to doing things like that, I have to say, Linda, but I've never noticed. Yeah, really. I think you're being very, very kind, as usual. I, know, I think I'm being sarcastic, <laughs> I actually. I know. I I'm, I'm just telling everyone how nice you really are, Linda. <laughs> that's well, all. That's not right at all, really, is it? <laughs> mm, silly buggies. Yeah, silly buggies, I know. And it was such a great thing. Sometimes I get so irritated by a predicted text on my... Yeah. Do you find that when you, you you read it for the for the first time, you think, I'll just read my text? Yes, when you don't read it and you've already clicked send. Yeah, but somehow it changes before I send it. So you look at it, you think, well, that's great. And <laughs> between, then suddenly... Between reading it and sending it, yes, really? I'm I sure, so. I'm sure my phone has a, has a mind of its own. <laughs> anyway, talking about minds of their own, what about horses? They've got a great mind, haven't they? I don't know. I don't know any horses. <laughs> I've known any horses to write a, a novel. I've never <laughs> known any horses who become members of parliament. I've none of ever gone to university. And I don't think they've got great minds necessarily. I think they're clever in their own way. You know, they can run around a field and they're quite good at jumps. I think the way they look at you, it does. I, I think they do sum you up really, don't they? Yes, yeah. they do. I mean, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, you know, they, minds. no, you don't know they've got great minds, but we do know that they have have a sense of something that we can't sense. Oh, absolutely. Well, way. all animals do, don't yes. they? I yes, I do wonder they what do. they see when they look around the world. Well, they're a lot taller. <laughs> no, I don't mean the view. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they might just see the world in a very different way. Yes, I'm sure they do, but we'll never know. <laughs> no, I didn't mean over the hedge. <laughs> just. <laughs> But anyway, well, the reason we are talking about horses, are we not, Linda? Because we got to chat with a very interesting lady called Grace Lawson Baker. And she is an equine facilitated human development practitioner and speech and language therapist. Now, she's got some amazing qualifications. She has. Yeah. Very interesting person who's kind Mm. of connected the two things that she does and she's brought them together, hasn't she, Susie? I thought that was very interesting. Mm. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good thing to do, actually, if you have got two worlds that seem to be really, really far apart. That's you know, true. Bringing them together can provide quite an unusual and unique experience, really. Well, and she is helping people overcome challenges, basically. Mm. Something that she had to get over herself in her younger life. Anyway, we'll hear all about that later on the programme. And what else is coming up, Linda? Well, music. Now, our next guest is someone who is quite well known in the local folk music scene, but she's now into a different type of music. And she is into the kind of music that is more making noise. And she's in The Noisy Women, which I think is great. Great title. 
Oh, it is a great title, isn't it? It mm. really is. And you're right. It's an interesting sound. And I, I like the way it's more lateral thinking than think before, because we always think we know what sort of music there is in this world. But actually, Farah has got something even more interesting for us to find out about as well. And that's all coming up as well in the programme today. Absolutely. So shortly speaking to Faradina Afifi. You're listening to Women Making Waves radio show and podcast, brought to you by Susie Thorpe and Linda Ness. This show is all about women doing extraordinary things. I don't really know where to start in introducing Faradina Afifi, or Farah as we'll call her. She's a Tai Chi instructor, massage therapist. She's interested in alternative medicine. She's a violist, a cellist, professional singer, and I believe she can dance too. Farah is co-founder of The Noisy Women. I read a rather good review of their show in allaboutjazz.com and thought, she sounds like a woman who's making waves. Thanks for joining us today, Farah. Hi there. Thanks for the introduction. Well, you know, I, I think you sound very interesting. So tell us a little about yourself. You're, you're a multi-instrumentalist. When did you become interested in music? I mean, my mum would be able to answer that better. But as far as I understand from what my mum said, I've been making sounds and things probably since before I could crawl, I think. So I was always playing, um, making noises and sounds and stuff. I actually had a bit of a gap in my early 20s, I stopped playing for a few years. I can't even remember why. I just uh, I just stopped and then uh, restarted again. When I uh, restarted Tai Chi, my instructor at the time was very encouraging. It's not just about martial arts. You've also got to look at your creativity if you want to... Um, there's a lot of um, Tai Chi instructors, one that was very um, influential to me earlier. And she was always talking about where creativity and martial arts meet. And I really I really liked a lot of her poems and things. So um, I'd go to various Tai Chi events and then turn up with my, my viola and start playing. So yeah, I've been a community musician, so I've mainly been playing with people who would be classified as non-verbal communicators and some of them have challenging behaviour and I'd, I'd play music um, with them and then they'd calm down. I'd been doing that since 2006, but mainly around Cambridgeshire. Then the pandemic happened and basically most of my work all stopped overnight so I had to kind of reinvent myself on Zoom so I was teaching my Tai Chi classes on Zoom from my back doorstep in all weathers <laughs> while we were all locked down. And then uh, while I was also doing that, that was by day. And then by night, I was going to as many of the different online uh, music sessions that were going. Some of were either folk sessions I was going to because I'm um, part of the local folk scene in Cambridge. I'm in a duo with Martin Kajak and we've been playing about six years now something like that uh, we've only just started coming out again and playing we had a few gigs recently it's been great getting that back to normal mm. uh, and then I was also going to all these free improvising online workshops and realized it was really good fun to play and I've uh, started sort of running my own things and also exploring where free improvised music and free improvised movement cross 
again, I've just I've just had recently had an email from another partner in crime of mine, Peter Shearer. He's a healing musician. He does um, a music called soaking music, which is a type of Christian healing music. And we've been working together for well over ten years. I do the movement part and then he does the music and I play with him and he taught me how to soak. So that's what I was mainly doing with my um, more health communities. So I'll come and play music and also work in a care home that specialises for people with dementia. So I'm doing uh, Tai Chi, massage and a bit of Reiki now. I've just started learning that. And then one-to-one music for people with dementia and that's it's pretty interesting but yeah I'm yeah I'm either moving about or making noises <laughs> usually at the same time I've got to say Farah I, I'm just going to put the one word in wow I mean I, I think you're doing so so much and all for the right reasons just going back to lockdown you say that you've had to change the way you've been working along with lots of other people do you not think thank goodness for platforms like zoom that you were able to continue oh absolutely if it hadn't been for zoom i i got offered to go back to doing um healthcare assistant at the uh, hospital and it would have meant that i'd have had to have got a proper job I like being self-employed. I'm also autistic, so I much prefer to work doing the things that I'm good at and feel comfortable doing. Although I did really enjoy working at the hospitals. I used to work for the agency and I'd go in various places, mainly people with learning disabilities and head injuries and things. But I'm still working with the same people, but I'm just sort of either getting them to move about or playing music with them. And then through through the lockdown and going to all these online things, people were encouraging me to play in some actual gigs um, rather than just in a in a lounge somewhere where people are living. Mm. Sort of, I guess, broke into the free improvising circuit in June last year. And mm-hmm. I've played in Glasgow and Sweden and Wales and London. I've always thought, Farah, jazz must be quite... A difficult genre, actually. I mean, how do you practice? Because it feels very spontaneous when you're doing it. Is is there a kind of game plan before you go into a gig? It's actually very similar to when I go into work at the, the home I work at, in that you'll just sort of turn up and you know you're going to go there to do a thing, but you've got no idea what's going to happen. And as long as you've got that openness then it, it's fine. I mean, I'm not just to sort of qualify. I'm a, I'm a, I haven't got degrees or anything in music. It's just something that I can do. I've started learning. I'm learning classical music off a, off a cello teacher. We're going to do my grade six because I thought, well, I better learn how music's actually put together. I, it's just something I can do. And uh, with the folk music, I just went and turned up to some folk clubs in sort of 2003 and started joining in with them and then played for various folk people so free improvising it's related to jazz but it's not exclusive to people who play jazz the closest thing i've come to it is actually from uh, tai chi i also practice a related art called each one which is intent boxing you practice all your basics and then you do spontaneous movement and you don't know what's going to happen or what movements you're going to do. So um, I've been working with that, actually, funnily enough, through lockdown and then uh, mixing it in with the music. So, I'm, um, yeah, it's it's um, 
I can even play you some. Oh, that would be interesting. Wow. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, because um, the sound's so good here. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, when, when I'm playing folk music, I'm, um, so what you can hear is the sound of my, my fiddle being open. Because <laughs> um, that was what was the instrument that was on the top. I'm actually a viola player. But, um, and I'm, I'm a kind of multi-ish instrumentalist but only if it's got strings and can play it with a bow uh i can do a bit of piano as well and obviously i sing and then i kind of bang and bash things so i, I play um pots and pans i play I believe. metal objects yeah. yeah pots and pans yeah there's a there's a video of me on the noisy women channel playing my my friend's uh, kitchen implements <laughs> but i've also done a piece where i got recorded playing a metal staircase and I also recorded a thunderstorm I, I like to do field recordings when I have have the time oh that's and interesting I, I yeah mixed them together yeah. and then I did some other bits and I, I use them as soundtracks for some of my Tai Chi classes but um, mm-hmm. so I never know where I'm gonna start but so you just you just kind of it's about exploring And uh, exploring what sounds you can make on your instrument. And it, it's, it's purely situational. So it kind of depends on, uh, for example, when I'm, when I'm playing in purely improvised music, I like birds. So um, I like to listen to what I can hear outside and also what you can hear inside your body and then you alternate between the two and see what see what comes out so you can so for example i'm using my my fiddle as a little drum here and Mm -hmm. then you people pay lots of money in europe to listen to hours and hours of this at festivals and you wouldn't think it at all really um and then when i'm not doing all that strangeness usually in the context of a, a healing environment, if I am doing anything improvised, it will be very, very tuneful and for things like um, helping people feel more spacious and comfortable in their bodies and stuff. Yeah, so... tracks that I've made of sort of bird song usually and then I'll there's a lady in one of the places I work if I play that with the bird song she's really really calm and very happy and um it's it's really nice it sounds so mm. beautiful and doesn't it I mean it's all very new to me that sound and it sounds absolutely gorgeous I was just reading very recently that the opera singer Andre Bricelli must get that yeah. right quoted he said we use music to say things we could never say with words and I get the impression 
maybe that's how you perceive music as well? Yeah, my um, relationship with music, it's definitely got a non-verbal relationship. They've done science on, on music and people's things like blood pressures and heart rates and feelings of calm and things can in- increase with types of music. Yeah, it depends on what, what framework I'm using. If I'm using music, I'm not a music therapist, but I'm a, um, a community musician. So we go into all sorts of different situations and basically use music so people can interact and communicate and relax and feel better. One of my mentors, Josie Nugent, she's a music therapist, she trains at Anglia Ruskin and she works specifically with babies with Down syndrome. She's one of the people I'll contact if something interesting's happened musically and I'll go, oh this happened, what do you think? And then she'll give me her opinion as a music therapist. And uh, also I go I go busking, I'm, I'm, I'm a street musician as well, so oh, if wow. I'm out busking with my friend Banjo <laughs> Nick, you can really see the effect on a, on a ground level of what music has on people, we usually sit down to play. So we'll both be on, he's, he's on a, he sits on a bin and I sit on, a, <laughs> on my a fold-up chair. You'll notice people's walking speed will slow down yeah. if the music we're playing is really good. And then the whole, because I, you know, obviously from the Tai Chi, I look at people's posture. Their posture will change. So the shoulders will relax, their breathing will seem to slow down they might even start smiling and they won't even consciously have noticed something's happening but it's quite an interesting way of people watching skills when you're out busking it's very nice Mm. do you find it easy farah to pick up new instruments are you one of these people that picks up an instrument pretty quickly yeah i think so i think i yeah i i can usually get a sound out of most things i pick up i mean there is technique I, I was given a, a clarinet and, and then they played a tune and then I could somehow manage to play the tune, but I'm not sure if I could repeat wow. that. Yeah, I just I think I've just got a knack. Yeah, a natural. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. why. Yeah, that's so um, I'm, that's why I'm, I'm learning all the technical stuff after the effect, really. But it is useful. Farrah, when you're performing or when you're communicating with an audience, can you sort of think back to a moment where you thought, wow this is a really really good moment I mean when do you get some really interesting feedback from your audience I'm just trying to sort of get in to the head of the performer so we can hear what you feel when when we're looking at you if that makes sense yeah really really interesting because most of my um, performing at least the last couple of years has been on zoom and I've been uh, regularly attending an online folk club and I did a version of a song called Three Ravens. I call it Three Ravens 2020. And I, I basically took the words that Thomas Ravenscroft collected in 1611 and put the George Floyd story on top. I sung it and um, usually sing it sort of between 8 minutes 40, I think it was 8 minutes 46 is the, if you look it up on, on Google, 8 minutes 46. I think that's that's the how long it was supposed to have took. Or... Um, Usually it's about nine-ish minutes or something like that. And um, there's like this silence when I finished it and then there was a there was a silence and it was quite... Mm. Moving, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I ended up performing it in Sweden with a 14-piece ensemble, which was uh, which was pretty cool. And then there's some other, other songs. I tend to take uh, folk songs... And I I make them work for me because that's what what's been happening for centuries. 
you can either do them how they were done traditionally or you can do them how they were done traditionally by doing it how you do it and and both are perfectly valid you can tell something's happening because there's this real quietness and then that's at the end but then also especially with the uh, free improvised music you get these moments of it's almost like the energy changes or there's a switch or something I guess it's like watching an experiment or something yeah I can imagine and every audience would be different as well I think yeah everything even if you've got the same audience because it's on a different day it's different for example in the folk music I have a I rehearse with especially in my duo but in in the free improvised music you don't really rehearse because you don't really know what notes you've you wouldn't be able to repeat those notes. I'm fascinated by musicians, like I'm sometimes very fascinated by people who are extremely good at maths. Or um, do you do you think music all day and every day? Do you do you look at a particular a sentence or a word and think you could you know make it something out into music? Does it does that come to you quite naturally? I'm assuming it might do. Um, yeah, it's it's not just that. It's um, I'm learning to read and write music but I'm quite slow at, at that. I think because I've never really needed it, because I yeah. can just kind of do it. Like if I'm practising my Tai Chi form, I'll sometimes get some tunes or sounds uh, coming. But then also when I'm listening to music, I'll get sort of images of shapes mm. and movement. So it's it's almost like those bits of the brain I got tested. I can, I can use both both hands so apparently I've got um oh you're ambidextrous yeah I've got an unusual brain in that most of my brain works both both sides work that's quite a knack actually it is a knack so with the music there's also shapes so when I'm playing I'm not just playing still sometimes I'll be moving around and actually mm, playing the shape of the sound that's really that really interesting so that's why I like to hang out with I've got some uh, new friends that are like dancers and movement um, I'm not a dancer, but I, I can move, mm. uh, but more from a Tai Chi perspective. But hopefully we're going to do a little bit of mixing. They can show me some dancing and I can show them some Tai Chi and maybe we can meet in the middle. Yeah, because I, I noticed that Noisy Women, which is a good name. I wish we'd thought of Noisy Women for this podcast, to be quite honest. But anyway, <laughs> no, yes, <laughs> Noisy <so> Women, <laughs> but you're into your visuals as well. Yes, well, I noticed in, in the gig I read about there was somebody drawing and you had it on a big screen behind. And Gwendolyn, yeah. yeah, she does live visual arts. So she will listen to the music and draw the shape of the music. And also what we're doing when we're playing with Gwen is we're watching what she's doing and we're playing what she's drawing. Oh, wow. So it's like a graphic. Uh, in, in improvised music, you can get this thing called a graphic score where someone will do a drawing or do colours and do wiggly shapes and then the musicians have to interpret what they're seeing i think it's about getting into those parts of the brain that are purely based on creativity so uh for example we're part of the noisy women present so the there's four noisy women there's me there's gwen there's a lady called maggie nichols who who was basically the godmother of improvised music in the uk and there's also uh, Marion Treby, who, who helps run the Cambridge Folk Club, who I, I roped into this kind of music during lockdown because um, we're good friends and, and she plays for the choir and stuff and does lots of folk and classical. She's a classical piano player and very, very good. And she's helping me with my technical music. 
and I'm helping her move because I'm teaching her some Tai Chi in return and it's really good. I said, here, I've been going to this online orchestra for improvisers and she'd, she'd actually done improvised music when she'd done her degree in it but a very, very, very long time ago. So I, I kind of dragged her around. <laughs> and then I said, who do you want to join? Uh, and she's one of the one of the founding noisy women. And then we, uh, we became a, a quartet, including um, an artist. So we do smaller gigs, not just with women. There's still a little bit of an imbalance in personnel in jazz and improvised music. And it's not that there's anything wrong with guys playing music with guys. But it would be nice if there was more diversity and equality and stuff. So that's what the noisy women's does just help Mm -hmm. gently rebalance. Mm. Um, So we're not exclusive to just playing with women, especially now with gender being more of a flexible concept. We're the four noisy women, but we play with everybody. So not just any musician. We'll play with dancers. We'll play with other artists. We'll play with spoken word people. Anyone that wants to explore sound in different ways. A good mix might be four noisy women and two quiet men. That might be quite... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done we've done that. Yeah, our last, our last gig, because of the dreaded COVID, we ended up having to swap our personnel maybe three or four times because one of them went oh I can't come I've got Covid oh can you bring someone else and then I think our last noisy women gig I think there was actually more men than women but that's mm. okay it's it's fine it's we're, we're happy to play with everybody what happened was I had my friend uh, who I met in Sweden she's from Greece I said oh do you want to play a gig in England I've been given a date uh, at Cafe Oto in London and then I thought well hang on a minute if my friend's coming all the way from Greece it seems a bit of a shame to just play one concert if you've come all the way from Athens. So I thought, I know, I'll, I'll get her to do another one. So I booked St Paul's Church two days before our, our showcase gig, I guess, in, in London. And then I looked inside St Paul's Church and thought, six people aren't going to cut it. This place is huge. I know, I'll invite some more people. Now there's like nearly 60 people <laughs> coming to play in the church. And it's the um, the noisy people's improvising orchestra. Wow, Farah, I would I would almost call you an absolute game changer in literally trying to change perceptions of how to perform music and how to connect people with music because it's not all about as you say reading music and devising music it's actually listening to what you can do I, I, I think it's incredible actually what you're doing yeah I really like your approach you know I like yeah. the approach that you started off with one thing in mind and then you went along to the venue and it was big so therefore you, ch- you, you, you just do I think you just kind of do things as fits don't you by the sound yeah, of it right. you just kind yeah. of change with adapt and and get on with it yeah 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 yeah, well, I did care work for a long time, and that's what you did all the time, really. You'd, you'd have your, this is what's going to happen, and then, oh, things have changed. And then you had to be able to, to change and adapt with them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Farah, what do you find is the most important thing about what you and your fellow performers are doing? What What do you think is, is important about the, 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 the music and the communities that you create? Um, I think it's connection. You're, you're connecting with the mm. musicians, you're connecting with the music you're playing, 
and then what you're playing is connecting with the audience. That's where I'm at at the moment. I've been I've been looking in connection in my own practice. Uh, one of my Tai Chi teachers was saying, um, you've got to feel the connection, the natural connection through the body. One of the things with uh, Tai Chi Chuan and, and the pandemic is that people got a bit disconnected from their bodies because they're all panicking too much mm. and all this doom and gloom stuff. It puts you in your head and then you're not really feeling what's going on. So if you just take some time, you know, even notice how you're sitting and notice what you're sensing and giving yourself some room and space to take it all in. And then that's where interesting things can happen. And I think music is very sociable. I'm, I'm not really a soloist. I'm a, well, I'm a community musician. So it's about, you know, being in your community and, and cheering them up by playing strange, strange noises at them. And <laughs> they might like it. <laughs> Well, I so enjoyed talking to you, Farah Afifi, today and learning about what you do. It's really interesting stuff. Who would have thought somebody who was into very kind of noisy, jazzy improvisation would also be into folk? You know, very, very interesting. And thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today. That's all we have time for today on Women Making Waves. Our thanks to our guests, Faradina Afifi and Grace Lawson-Baker. You can contact us via social media on Twitter and Facebook at WomenMW or on Instagram at WomenMakingWaves. You can also find us on cambridge105.co.uk or visit our website, womenmakingwaves.co.uk, where you can hear all of our interviews. See you next time. Bye. Bye.